Well, we're in a series called Re-Up, and uh, to start with, and we're going to keep this part of it all along, Re-Up, really the first uh, thought that comes to mind for most people when you mention Re-Up has to do with re-enlisting, you know, in the service, in the armed forces or whatever. You've already enlisted, and now you're coming to the end of your time, so to speak, and then you're given the opportunity uh, to Re-Up, to re-enlist. And it's a, it's a commitment, it's a decision that you make, it's a renewed commitment. And uh, what we want to do, first of all, uh, is to re-up our commitment with the Lord Jesus. And I'm talking about his lordship in our, in, in our life, our commitment to his word, to read it, to learn from it, our commitment to church, which is God's plan A, uh, the local church done right is the hope of the world, and that we make our commitment to be a part of that, our commitment to prayer, our commitment to worship a mighty God, our, our, our commitment to serve him in the ways that he would have us to serve. How many of you, how many of you think that's a good, good thing to re-up on? And, and I, don't want us, I don't want us to just be a bunch of head bobbers. Yeah, that's good stuff. I want us to actually end this moment at 12.02 on August 10th on a Sunday morning. I want us to take a moment and I just want us to recommit to Jesus Christ as the, as the Lord of our lives. Okay. We're going to, we're going to do that right now. I want to pray. I want to pray on our behalf. And if you're in on this, it's your choice, man. But if you're in on this, just go ahead and lift your hand. I, I want to pray for us this morning. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now on this Sunday morning. Many of us have served you even for decades, but we re up this morning and we just declare again, Jesus, you are Lord and you're Lord over everything that concerns us, our past, our present, our future, every area, every avenue, every aspect of our life, every relationship, every possession, every endeavor we bring under your Lordship, a fresh commitment to your word, to feed upon your word, daily intake of and exposure to your word, a commitment to walk in your ways, a commitment to worship you and to serve you and to truly commit to the lordship of jesus in our life it's a crazy world but you are lord it's a crazy world but we're still in a world where jesus christ is risen from the dead and we rejoice in that today we belong to you you bought us and we thank you in jesus name amen amen if that's you say amen this morning all right well, another aspect of re-up that we looked at a little bit this week, and, and I just felt really impressed in my spirit to continue a little bit with this, and that's the whole idea that, that life has gravity to it. Life has weight to it. Our world is very volatile right now. Our news is very shocking and heavy right now. This is a crazy week if you, if you followed news at all. We've got war and conflict going on. You have... Ukraine and, and Russia and Israel and Hamas and Iraq, what's going on in Iraq and uh, Islamic militants chasing, persecuting Christians and minority religions. And finally, and I'm not making political s- statement, but I don't know what it took, why it took so long for there to be some kind of intervention to help people that are being chased by tanks because of their faith. You know, finally, the U.S., which is, and, and y'all, I do not want to get political today, but when you vote, vote for people who are going to make sure we have strong military and defense, okay? No time to play. Anyway, back, back to our program. Uh, 
But so much going on in the world, and we need to pray. We have brothers and sisters in Christ who are being persecuted all over the world. And uh, we think because somebody gave us a dirty look because we've got a, a Jesus T-shirt on that we're being, we're being persecuted. And you just have no, no idea. Can I tell you, we have no problems. We have no problems. You know, your biggest problem this morning was, should I wear my blue shoes or my brown shoes with this, you know? And, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not mocking us at all, but I'm telling you, there are people running for their life because they've called upon the name of Jesus and, and because there's some crazy ideology happening in the world. And we need to pray. And then there's disasters in the world. There's mudslides and there's uh, virus, uh, things running rampant in our, in our, in our world. There's uh, unreal uh, accidents that have happened, heinous crime that takes place, children being exploited. In Africa, there's hundreds of girls that have just been kidnapped. And I'm saying, come on, let's get up a crew. We will go find those girls, you know. And... and I'm telling you, there's just crazy stuff going on in the world. And here's what happens. Life has weight to it. There's gravity. Now, I encourage you to stay posted on the news. Stay posted on the news, but don't stay stuck on the news. Don't watch that gory story over and over and over and over. You need to know what's going on, partially just so you know, and then partially so that you can pray. But here's the nature of it, of it all. It, it, will, it has weight to it. It has gravity. And that kind of can pull you down. And beyond the world... As a whole, there's your world. There's your world and what's going on in your life and your world and the pain and the problems and the mess. How many of you all ever had a mess in your life? How many of you are partially responsible for that, for that mess? You know, or others or, or however, you know, whatever's going on, needs and dysfunction and, and all kinds of things going on in your world as well. Macro and micro, those things going on. And those things are very, very heavy. I do think that there's an unseen, unspoken, unwritten alliance between the enemy of your soul and the world around you. And let let me tell you what that's all about. It's to bring you down, to get you down, follow me on this, and to keep you down. And here's what you and I must understand. You know, life happens. Things happen. We even create some of that, that problem as well. But... But, but listen to this. It's understandable. I, I, we could look at each other's lives and each other's stories and see what's going on. And we would say, I fully understand. You need not explain to me. It is totally obvious to me why that would bring you down. But follow me. I understand why that would bring you down. But don't stay down. Because there's the danger. There's the danger when the enemy can not only get you down, but keep you down. And that's where you've got to fight. In Micah chapter 7, verse 8, the prophet said, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. And I I just, you you need to read that with a little spunk. Don't gloat over me, my enemy. When I fall, there you are. I I will re up. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. And so things might get you down, but don't let things keep you down. Uh, this whole idea re-up, that prefix re has to do to return to a previous state. To return to a previous state, which means we're returning to up. Uh, and so here's a little battle cry that we have around here. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Can, can we do this again? I'm either up or I'm getting up. Well, one time with just a, l- a little bit of punch in it this morning. I'm either up 
or I'm getting up. Because here's what the, the enemy tries to do is to get you down and to keep you down. You go, no, 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 no. I'm either up or I'm getting up. And, and don't feel under any kind of religious obligation when you're coming and going from church and seeing other believers. Well, how are you guys doing? Great, praise the Lord. And inside you're just like gutted. You know, it's okay to say I'm getting up. Because I'm either up or I'm what? Or, or I'm getting up. And it's just vital, vital, vital that we keep this in our thinking. It's when you stay down, that's where the danger is. Uh, we looked at this last week. The direction and trajectory of life for the believer is up. He's raised us to life. We're headed to heaven. We have help from above. Now I'm going to circle back on this. The trajectory and direction of our life is, help me, is what? Is, is up. But please know this and don't be condemned on this. Life, you're going to run into some headwinds. You're going to run into some storms. You're going to run into some stuff all the time that's going to try to make you nose down. Am I telling the truth here, here this morning? Nose down. But what you've got to do is recover and, and get back up. Things might bring you down. Understandable. Just don't stay down. Don't stay down. God will be your light. God will be your help. God will help you. But you, you've got to help yourself as well and not say, well, I'm just down and I'm out. No, you are not down. You are not out. You're either up or you're getting up because the direction of life for a believer because of help from above is up. Amen. Let's look at another up here this morning and it would be this man up. Everybody say man up. All right. Man up, and I want to take a few moments and talk to the men. Ladies, please stay. We need you to stay. Plus, we need you to do one of your major ministries, and that is to remind the men of, of, of what I'm about to tell them. Um, I've known the churches. I've actually been to churches growing up that whenever they spoke to men, and typically those churches didn't have many men either, uh, they would just berate men and tell men what a horrible job they're doing. Well, I want you to know at Meadowbrook, we don't run men down. We build men up. But we're also going to call you to man up. We're going to call you to step into the role and position that God has for you. We believe that men have a high call. And we've got to answer that call. And we've got to step up to, to take our place in that. I want to read you a story. And this, this is familiar to many of you. This is in our Meadowbrook Mandate which we have book form. It's also online on our website. It's on our app even. Uh, there's even an a audio file where I'll read the book to you um, because we wanted to get it out to you. It's from the 20th anniversary of the church five years ago. I just asked the Lord, Lord, if we have another 20 years, what do you want to see happen in the church? And it's what I feel the Lord gave me concerning that. And next week we celebrate the 25th anniversary of the church. And as I seek the Lord, it's the, it's the same. It's the same. And uh, amen. And let me just insert this real quick. Don't miss next Sunday. It's going to be special services, 25th anniversary celebration. And then next Sunday night, and we don't do this often, next Sunday night, we're going to have a party. Okay. We're going to have a worship service and a party. And uh, you want to come and be a part of that. But anyway, this, this story here ties right in. A parable is told about a small village on the edge of a river. And one day, one of the villagers noticed a baby floating in the water. The villager quickly swam out to save the baby and brought it to shore. The next day, another villager was walking beside the river and saw two babies in the river. He quickly jumped in the water and rescued them. The following day, four babies were rescued by the villagers. Every day, the number of children in the water increased. 
Villagers organized themselves quickly, building piers, tying rope lines and nets, and training teams to rescue babies. They were soon working day and night, and still the number of children floating down the river increased every day. The villagers worked as hard as they could, even to the point of exhaustion. But no one ever asked the question, why are these babies in the river? Let's go upstream and let's see where they're coming from. And that ties right into what we're talking about with men. Because there's something that we've, we've kind of found out that in life, and this is for all of us, all of us, wherever there's pain, disappointment, dysfunction, either directly or indirectly, a man did not play, take his place or fill a role. And I want to say that again. Any pain in your life, my life, virtually any pain, dysfunction, disappointment, either directly or indirectly, make sure you get that qualifier, directly or indirectly, comes because somewhere along the line, a man did not take his place and a man did not fill his role. And so ministry, we have found out, ministry is about people repair, uh, people prepare and people repair. And so ministry to men is the same. It's about preparing men and it's about repairing men. And we, we need to do this because men, we've got to step up and be the men that God wants us to be. Can I get an amen on this? Uh, actually, right now, currently, the prison population of the United States, 93% of our prison population are male. And in studies and, and data that comes from that, 85% of those men in our prisons, 85% said they had no father figure. And so there's a correlation there about, you know, think about it. In the strongest, freest, richest country in the world, 93% of our population and 85% of them said dad was, dad was not there. Either, either if he was home, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing or he wasn't there at all. And so we've, we've got an epidemic here. And, and how do you change it? How do you change it? It's not by so much who you elect. It's by what happens starting with me, starting with you, starting with you, starting with you. And then we start to step into the role. We believe something around here and it's this. The better the man, the better the fill in the blank. The better the man, the better the home, the better the marriage, the better the kids, the better the family, the better the business, the better the whatever. Are y'all, are y'all with me? So the better the man. So what we've got to do is work and do some things to help our men. Not tear them down, but to build them up. A lot of guys just have not had things modeled for them or they did not know. And culture sends a whole wrong message about what it's like to even be a man. I attribute a lot of even the confusion and some of the dysfunction within our culture and within our societies because men have not modeled manhood. And manhood and Christ-likeness are synonymous. And so it's important, the better the man. So we're working on this. Here's the principle from Scripture in Luke chapter 11, verse 21. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. Now notice this. The goal is what? That his goods would be in peace. His children, his, his spouse, his family would be in peace. Are you all with me this morning? That's the goal. But notice, how does that happen? When a man goes to the 1130 service at Meadowbrook, his goods are in peace. No. When a man's got a Jesus bump and sticker on his car, his goods are in peace. No. When you listen to the Joy FM. No, no. It's when a strong man, everybody say strong man. Strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace. Strong man, fully armed, guards, he's watching, he's guarding his own palace. Then his goods are in peace. 
Now, I don't want you to be hating anybody and upset at anybody. It's like, hey, what do we do right now where we're at? Well, as a church, we have endeavors and initiatives that we bring out from time to time. We're about to launch one. You saw part of a video earlier. And I'm taking part of the sermon to give you the the underpinning for this. We're about to do a five-week, everybody say five-week, a five-week semester, so to speak, an initiative of men's groups for the fall. And you say, well, I like men's rallies. Rallies are awesome. We're going to start, we're going to start the five weeks with a rally and we're going to end it with a rally. But let me tell you something. There's something that happens in groups that can't happen in rallies. And I believe that healing and wholeness and real progress takes place when you get up close to some other guys that are in the same struggle that you are. And so uh, as we get together on this, we believe that life change happens in the context of relationship. And again, there's a battle. There's a battle. And we must take our place in it. We've found this curriculum through uh, Pastor Craig Groeschel. I love Pastor, Pastor Craig. He's out in Oklahoma and they've got churches everywhere. But it's called Fight. It's called fight, and we're going to find our place on how and when and where do we fight. And we're not talking about physical fighting. Actually, some of the staff was trying to get me for the rally to get a boxing match or have MMA guys come in and all that. I just just can't do it, can't do it, can't do it here. We will have old men wrestling. but uh, (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. A thousand men in 100 groups for five weeks. A thousand men, we're going to invest 5,000 hours, a thousand men in a hundred groups for five weeks. And you say, can that be done? Two years ago, we had about 850 men in, in some groups for about seven weeks. And I believe we're going to be able to do it. Guys, most, and, and this will start with a rally on, on Sunday night, September 7th. We'll start out with a rally. You're going to be hearing plenty of information. And, and guys, especially look at me just for a minute. You yourself are probably not so inclined of your own to, I'm going to go sign up for a group. And so as your pastor, I'm calling you to it. You know, this is like we're having to call out the ranks. It's like we're calling out the troops. Guys, we have got to do this. We can't just stay comfortable and hang back. We're not going to waste your time. It's going to be a powerful time. And I'm calling you guys to do it. You can do it. You can get registered online. You can uh, register out at the hub. Uh, which is right through those doors after service or, or over the next few weeks. Well, to have 100 groups, I've got to have 100 group leaders. And um, we'll have the leaders. But I'm calling on some of you guys to be a leader. I had a guy tell me earlier, he said, well, I've never led a group before. And, and I said, that is no reason to not do it. And we will help you. We will help the leaders. Uh, you need to get an application so we can start to work with you. It's a DVD. It's a video curriculum. And then we'll help you with all the rest of it. It's going to be happening in businesses and restaurants and at church and, and homes and all of that. It will be all over the place. We'll get it all spread out. It's just five weeks. And we believe that it's going to be very, very life-changing. And I believe this. Not only will we help you as leaders... I think God will help you. Imagine this. If you're going to co-labor with God to help prepare and repair men, I'm telling you what, God will show up and help you on doing that. Amen? And so we're going to get this thing down. Everybody say man up. Man up. And a perfect segue from man up would be this next one here. Lighten up. Y'all ready for me to lighten up just a little bit? Lighten up. How many of you know that we typically have a tendency to be hard on others and easy on ourselves? We tend to judge others by their actions, and we judge ourselves on our intentions, right? Um, I mean, we've talked about this. The world would be a whole better place if everybody could just be like you. How come it's always a guy in the other car that's the idiot in traffic, you know? 
And, and it's just the kind of way we are. And I'm, I'm just am calling us to lighten up. Another way we can maybe put it is this way. Ease up. We've got to give some people some space. Don't be so hard on everybody. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Are you out there? Paul says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. Notice this, bearing with one another. It actually in the, in the Greek brings out this, this way. Make allowances for one another. Make allowances for one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We've got to ease up. We've got to lighten up. Here's, here's part of what we could do. Stop judging, folks. The reality is we're so trained and our culture sets us up for it all the time. Our culture is so comparison-oriented, just constantly. So we find ourselves just judging all the time. Reality is before you got here today, before you got to your seat, you've judged probably at least 10 people. And you've judged them on this or judged them on that. And just quietly and internally. And I want to tell you, it's a toxic habit. It's a toxic practice for our life. And we just need to stop judging. First of all, because we're not qualified to judge. Secondly, because you don't know their story. You don't know their story. And and one of the reasons why you're not qualified to judge is because you've got your own story. And then Jesus told us, don't judge. He says, stop judging. In Matthew chapter 7, he says, uh, don't judge so that you won't be judged. You know what he's saying? You need to stop judging because if you keep judging, you're inviting judgment into your own life. And so what we've got to do is just ease up, lighten up on some folks. In the New Testament, it's all in the context of one another, one another. Uh, here's a quote. Not everyone is your brother or sister in faith, but everyone is your neighbor. And Jesus said, you must love your neighbor. And love doesn't judge like that. This next quote has been a attributed to Plato and it says be kind everybody said be kind be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle in Proverbs 19 what is desired in a man is come on y'all help me what's desired in a man is what kindness this the Hebrew word for desired here has the idea of what is attractive You, you ever seen just a goofy looking guy with a gorgeous lady and I am proof. Okay? Okay? So, hey guys, be kind. Be kind. Listen, and, and really this is not even gender specific. What's desired in a person, what's attractive about a person is kindness. We just need to be kind. In Galatians where it lists the fruit of the spirit. Do you know what fruit is actually? It's proof. It's proof. When that apple squeezes out that, that apple tree bears that apple it's proof it's an apple tree you know by your fruit you'll know them jesus said so fruit is proof and the fruit of the spirit which includes kindness the fruit of the spirit is the proof it's the proof that the holy spirit lives in you it's the proof it's the proof that he's at work in your life actually the fruit of the spirit do you know what it actually is it's the personality of god and that love joy peace goodness, kindness, all of those things is the personality of God. And the more that you become like him, the more you surrender to him, the more that he works in your life, the more you get the other stuff out of your life, the more his personality starts to come through your life. So don't ever say, well, I'm not kind because I'm German or I'm Irish or I'm, no, you're just, you're just cranky. 
And you need to get over it and be more like your father, God, and let him do that work. It's something to pray about. It's something to work on and let, let kindness come through. And kindness comes through in a lot of ways. It comes through in words. It comes through in, in, in gestures and expressions. It comes through in deeds. It comes through in a whole lot of ways that we can just be kind to other people. Can you say amen? amen. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. It says, do not use foul or abusive language. And this is in the context of how we treat one another. Do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything, everybody say everything. Let everything you say be good and helpful. So that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. A lot of your pains, a lot of your insecurities, a lot of your fears are the result of words that somebody spoke to you. And areas where you're strong and confident and, and fulfilled has a whole lot to do with words that were spoken to you. And so let me just go to this real quick. This is a good principle for all of us. Build up or hush up. Read it with me. Build up or hush up. We're going to memorize this. Okay, so do it one more time here. Build up or hush up. Okay, now hide your little eyes and we, we see if we got this memorized yet. Okay, do it with me. Build up or hush up. Indicating to us that what I had to hush up about was not going to build up. And if you don't build up, then you're tearing down. And can I tell you something? Get this. Tearing down is the devil's work. And we're not doing the devil's work for him. So we build up or we what? We build up or we hush up. You can find things to say. We've got to be intentional about this. Jesus said that you're going to give an account for every careless word that you speak. So let's be intentional to lighten up. Let's be intentional to ease up. Let's be intentional to build up or or to hush up. Let's cheer up people. Let's cheer on people. And you can do it. You don't even have to know them. But please, 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 the people around you, cheer them on. Encourage them. Oh, come on, please. I mean, you should be cheering on your spouse. You should be cheering on your kids. You should be cheering on your, your neighbor. They finally mowed the lawn. Looks awesome. <laughs> but I mean, people all around, your coworkers, high fives, fist bumps, attaboys. I mean, you need to be cheering some folks on. And you don't even have to know some people to, to cheer them on. You can just come along and lob a kindness bomb right in, in, into their life. The other night, Alicia and I were out to eat and we're leaving. And all of a sudden, I just, I turn around and I've lost her. And she's back at this booth, and, and we observed them during our meal. But there's a, a, a dad and his little boy, and he was probably what, four? Probably about four. And we got the greatest kick out of him because he's unpretentious. I love that. Don't you wish we had unpretentious shots that we could all get those? The world would be a better place. It's part of what Jesus was saying about become like a little child. He's just working on his food, and he'd ask his dad something, and he's just all serious and just, and just working. And we just watched this little guy sitting on his half of the booth, so well-behaved. He just, he just did all this, and, we just, and on the way out, and we didn't know these people. And on the way out, Alicia just stopped to say, hey, we just enjoyed watching this little man. And, Dad, you're doing a great job. And we don't know the dynamic. We don't know, if it, uh, it, is, is this a single dad, or does he have visitation, or is mom just at home and dad? You know, we, we didn't know the situation, but she just kind of stopped by and just, and just said a little bit. And you know what? I, I think it encourages him. You're doing a good job. This is important. You're doing, look at this. Bless you guys. And, and then went on our way. And you know what? That didn't cost us anything, and there's rich rewards all the way around. Amen? 
And then a while back, and she'll do this on occasion, we were in, we were in a place and the lady that was waiting on us was just mean. She's mean to everybody and she's like sweating and just, you know, just, just mean at everybody. And, and if people are that way, please know that you don't have to take it personal. Anger is a secondary emotion. There's something else going on somewhere else. Everybody else that knows them is getting the same read as you. And so just all this and I, you know, I'm a little troubled inside. I thought, you know, we're paying. <laughs> and then my wife so sweetly, she just leans across me. You have the most beautiful skin. It's the only nice thing we could find, but uh, and we watched in the immediate just well, thank you. And the rest of the time we're there, we got the best service. She was just like <laughs> kindness counts. You don't have to lie to people. You can find something. You can just be kind. Sometimes just you know, just hush up and I'll just smile at you. You know, but this, this is what's at stake. Not you, not Meadowbrook, but people who say they follow Jesus. I said, people who say they follow Jesus should be the kindest people walking across this earth. And that's you and that's me. And we can't stay kind if we let life and the enemy get us down and keep us down. So we've got to re-up. And one of the things that's going to help you as you're re-upping, getting back up, is to be kind to the people around you. Let's be intentional about doing it. Let's look at this verse here before we close. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11 in the English Standard, it says, Therefore, encourage one another. Encourage one another. And build one another up just as you are doing. Look at it in the message. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out. No one left behind. Watch this. I know you're already doing this. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And, and let me just tell you this real quick. I, I read a lot of blogs and information regarding church and, and all of that. And I read one this week about dysfunctional church and one about a dying church. And an attribute that they shared was, was this, that they were not kind. The people who would come there would just feel like people weren't kind. And, y- and y'all look at me. The thing I keep hearing about you is how kind you are. And so just like this verse says, I know that you're already doing it. But I want to say to you as your pastor, keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it. As a matter of fact, I want you to turn it up just a degree. Now, I don't want you to get hyper and weird. Okay. Y'all promise? Scout's honor? But think about this. Water at 211 degrees is hot water. Water at 212 degrees, now we're boiling, baby. There's steam. You can power a locomotive. Just a degree can make a difference. And sometimes we just kind of get our own threshold here. And I'm asking you just to come out just a little bit more. Not just here, but please here. But wherever you're at, Because you know what? We re-upped this morning that we're serving the King of Kings. That he's the Lord of our life. We're representing him wherever we go. And I think kindness counts. I said, I think kindness counts. And one of the things that needs to be said about the people of God, not just the people of Meadowbrook, but please the people of Meadowbrook. 
but the people that follow Jesus. You know what? You can get them down, but you can't keep them down. And they just keep being kind. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?